This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello and welcome to Revolution Meet Your Congregation. Me and Caleb, as always, are here talking to folks who listen online and or come in person. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we have an online listener from... Canada. Oh, Canada. Our guest today is Sean. I've known Sean for a long time. I've actually met in, I think, did we meet in Canada? We did, yeah. Yeah, we met in Canada, and he's visited a Revolution Atlanta. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's been a long time. And uh, Sean has been uh, a really great friend of me. We've been friends on instagram for a while now and really communicating a lot lately chat on the phone every now and then he's on instagram as queer ex pastor and uh he has definitely been a i i know that he's not a believer in 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 any traditional sense um but definitely been a very pastoral type very caring human being very loving human being and uh has been an important encouragement to me and uh it's hard sometimes when you're uh, very introverted to open up to people. And uh, Sean is one of those people who just kind of, I don't even say pushes you to open up, but just kind of gets you to open up. Mm. Encourages you. Encourages you. Lovingly encourages. Lovingly encourages you to open up. And 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 even before the interview, you know, checked up, and checked up on me and Caleb and saw how we were doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I wish I had that kind of heart. Mm-hmm. I'll try to care more. Mm-hmm. So, Sean, welcome, welcome to meet your congregation. Thanks. Yeah. So, Sean, you have quite an interesting story. Of course, please feel free to share as much or as little uh, personal details as you'd like. But um, do you mind if, if if I? Well, why don't you just give us a brief history of your of your uh, religious background, relationship with religion and the, and the church? Sure. I. Uh... This is uh, this is your podcast, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll give I'll make it I'll make it brief, and then you can ask questions, and I'll find out what you're most hoping to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I I grew up from the time I was eight. Well, uh, when I was when I was very young, I was in Burnaby, which is near Vancouver, BC, and uh, parents were both radically saved in the Jesus People movement, and uh, so. Uh, we could talk about that, but um, then we moved to my mom and my brother and I moved to Lethbridge, Alberta, when I was eight years old. And from that point on, we were part of a really toxic environment. Yeah, we went. We went to a church that was kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I uh, I have used. Um, I'll, I've been not sure if I should use the word. I have used the word cult before um one thing that's true about every church that's ever called a cult none of them think they are one yeah that's so true. <laughs> we've been called a cult and we don't think we're one yeah we've been called a cult <laughs> yeah yeah there you go yeah so, <laughs> so instead i'll just say they're they're a you know they're an autonomous independent uh highly charismatic apostolic top-down hierarchical um controlling kind of organization mm-hmm. um and uh lots of exorcisms too right yes yeah lots of exorcisms and lots of focus on 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 demons and evil and the end of the world and 
Jesus is coming back anytime, so we don't need to worry too much about, um, you know, long-term plans or anything like that. Just get on fire and get the demons out every Sunday and go out there and recruit. So that's what it was like. And I grew up in that church, and that church was also a, a daycare, Bible college, and Christian school. And uh, being that it was the kind of church that had evening and weekend stuff like every day, uh, I meant I kind of lived there. Um, you know, I went home. I went home. Um, but then the church also in Canada pirated the Trinity Broadcasting Network, a little, little <laughs> Christian channel you might have heard of. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was my life. Just total immersion in a church that basically wanted to be the Trinity Broadcasting Network, plus lots and lots of manifestations, yeah. that sort of thing. Went to that Bible college when I grew up, uh, started being a pastor when I was 21, uh, which was kind of young. Mm. Uh, and uh, and the, the pastor that hired me, it was his first church, so we were doing a first church together. Mm. Uh, I was the associate pastor, and he was the pastor. And um, yeah. There you go. That's my that's my growing up stuff. Yeah. But, um, and that catches catches us up to, I guess, kind of when I met Jay. Mm. The rest of it's a lot messier and would take me a long time to say. So I'll leave it to questions for you. Mm-hmm. What uh, what uh, precipitated you realizing that you wanted to get out of that environment? Because it sounds like you were pretty uh, on board with it up until a point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Up until very uh, up until about six months after I got that first pastoring job, I was one hundred percent in, like okay. all the way, absolutely. Um, and when I was when I was eight years old, and I, I think that this actually impacted my being so in. Uh, when I was eight years old, I first heard about the United Church of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, affirming gay relationships Mm -hmm. and that was the first time that i ever heard about that first time i ever heard the word homosexual (laughs) um and uh obviously not a great education on on any of that because i'd never heard the term bisexual until i was much older and that would have been helpful yeah (laughs) uh since i am But when when everything's suggested to you as a binary and it's like the United Church is now affirming homosexual relationships <laughs> and that's evil and that's bad and they probably have demons um I, i'm hearing and i'm learning this at school for good sake <laughs> they're teaching me this yeah. in school and i'm learning well that means that 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 i'm that bad that i'm that bad thing mm-hmm. because you're explaining what what this this gay thing is i don't think they would have even said gay um but you're explaining what this is and that sounds like me as far as i can tell I mean, I've never heard of this before, but I guess that means that I've got these demons. So a lot of, a lot of my life became extremely performative. Um, just trying my absolute best to be the good guy and not this demonized individual that I learned that I was from, from what they said. And this is also the same time because they were all, uh, into TBN and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I got pumped into my home. This is also the time that, I mean, 1988 was an interesting year for Christian television. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I also learned about sexuality through those stories of these great 
men of God that did all these things. And the, the, the framework that it was given to me was terrible. And, uh, but I also learned that these great men of God are the way that you're supposed to be. So I kind of fashioned my life after <laughs> I'm going to be this heterosexual evangelist man. And then it, I didn't work for any of those. I, uh, I'm, I'm gender non-binary and I'm, I'm bisexual. And uh, evangelism never really worked out for me because I just wanted to love people. I didn't want to tell them to change their religion. So <laughs> You're right. But I, I did my darn best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened in that six months that caused the change to shift? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't just the six months. It was. Well, it was. I think the thing that changed was I became the pastor, and I was like, "Oh, this is where I get all my superpowers." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> expectations right now i'm going to be able to you know see a hurricane coming towards my city and put my hand <laughs> up and tell it to go away in jesus name uh, like this is the sort of thing that literally talked about um jesus yeah <laughs> right yeah for sure like i'm a pastor now so now I, now i can do all this stuff and then i found out holy shit i don't have any idea what i'm doing and neither does this guy who hired me right right <laughs> uh, <laughs> um he he was actually wonderful, and uh, the thing—the thing that I discovered is—is is in time he really did the best. Um, he's not with that organization anymore. He's with uh, the PAOC, what you guys call the Assemblies of God. Oh, okay. And that—that's part of his—that's uh, part of his journey, and I'm glad for that for him. Um, but what he—he—he he, he sure did not know any of the ins and outs of pastoring a church other than loving people. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, if you're going to only know one thing, <laughs> that's a good one. That's the one. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the one, mm. right? Right. Uh, I so, agree. I mean, he was just not great at much else um, except loving people mm. and just opening the Bible and talking about Jesus. And that's it. And you know what? I, I've decided <laughs> I've decided that's, I mean, that's what you major on. That's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, he also did something that I ended up doing later. And that is he did a, he spent some time trying to really shield me from a lot of the stuff that was coming down on him from the apostle and prophet of our organization, um, especially the prophet of our organization. Um, he, he just kind of, took a lot of shit yeah. and he, he, I mean, he, he welcomed me into every pastoral meeting except for when he talked to them and he was like, Sean, <laughs> you know what? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you sit these ones out and I'll just give you the rundown. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just saw him getting chewed up and he did get chewed up and uh, that was hard for me to see. I mean, we loved each other. That was the one thing we did right. And I went from thinking, you know, I'm going to become a pastor and I'm going to be able to, you know, lay hands on the sick and see them raised from the dead, hallelujah, or whatever. But uh, then suddenly I'm a pastor and, you know, I, I was in head office. I'm walking through head office of this organization and I'm seeing pastors walk around like they're absolutely falling apart because that's how pastors look when they're not, not on Sunday morning. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, I, I, you know, my whole experience had been the Sunday morning and the, the, the show. 
right? It's like you miss out on the humanity, yeah. Totally. I'm seeing behind the curtain and I'm like, mm. holy shit, you're all as fucked up as me. It's <laughs> true. They're all human beings. It's really weird. <laughs> it's true. It absolutely is. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, I completely burnt out because I mean, I basically tried to do Sunday morning 24 seven and oh, you yeah. can do Sunday morning 24 seven if you do it like you did this morning. Right. Yeah. Just broken. Right. Like, I mean, if, if you're, if you're just being yourself and you're being real, you can do that. But if Sunday morning is a show, you have to turn that off. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't turn it off. But as soon as I turned it off, I realized, well, this is a show I've been yeah. performing all along about. That's a good way to put it. So how did you come into contact with, with Jay and revolution and how'd you wind up, uh, meeting oh uh well i i didn't leave the cult (laughs) (laughs) i uh, i left the church that where i was serving as pastor and um the organization said like kind of took me aside before i left the school and said hey don't tell people the sorts of things you've seen because that's some of the stuff i'm not talking about on the podcast Mm. i also saw a lot of shit i saw a lot of abuse i saw a lot of stuff going on so i mean i saw a lot of pastors wandering through the hallway looking beat down but then i saw other people walking through the hallway beating on them you know so uh i saw both and so they didn't you know (laughs) as soon as i was like i'm not buying into this anymore they're like oh we have a problem (laughs) yeah you know before they want to let me go they're like hey let's talk about this Mm. so you've experienced some offense in the church haven't you and i'm like sure well, God's going to do a work in you, and when God does a work in you, you're going to have a new perspective on this, and then you're going to be able to forgive, and after you forgive, then you'll be able to share about what happened. That was bad. Okay, so don't talk about this until I'm able to forgive and have a new perspective. So I left, and my, I mean, like, the, the boundaries of my reality had been this cult my whole life, right? Wow. So when I left, I went back to Lethbridge and there was this new church pastored by uh, uh, someone that was very dear to me that I trusted. And it was, it was planted from this church, this same organization that when I became a part of it had only one church and by now had over a thousand. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It exploded. That was normal life for me. (laughs) Normal life for me was like watching this kind of explosion. Uh, But uh, he, he was someone I trusted and, he didn't call his church the same name as the rest of them. So all the churches had the same name except Definitely, his. Yeah. And they were intentionally doing church in a way that was kind of questioning a lot of those assumptions, but they were still part of the organization. So I was like, all right, I'll give this a try. Mm. I mean, it, it wasn't, <laughs> I probably could have done well to just step away from church for a while and regroup. Um, but uh, that's where I went. And it was mostly good. One day, uh, Jay visited that church. And that's when I came to <laughs> do to do Kenny's church, right? The skate church. That's right. Yeah. 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 You came, you came, you did the skate church with Kenny and, uh, you did, uh, um, the miracle channel. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. Cause they had a, the skate park was in there. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the miracle channel was also started by the same organization. So, I mean, small world, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they were, I mean, it started with with pirating PBN, right? Right. Like Christian Christian television was illegal in Canada, so we were like a serious badass church. 
<laughs> pirating TBN and sending it over rural Alberta. Hmm. But then um, the whole time there was a fight to make it legal to have Christian television in Canada. And so the church did that. Huh. Yeah. Then the Miracle Channel became a sister channel to TBN in a way or something. And Yeah. I used to do Christian TV. <laughs> it's in your blood. What's that? I said I used to do Christian TV. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I am aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. I knew Jamie Charles. <laughs> so yeah. Um and, and I knew and I knew Jim, your dad. Now I now I don't usually think of him as Jim. I think of him as him as Jay's dad. <laughs> but uh but he um he wrote a book called I Was Wrong, which was super helpful to me. Uh I picked it up when I was sixteen years old and it, it made a huge impact on me right from the first cover. Yeah. Just I was wrong picture of his face. And, uh, and I read that when I was 16 years old and it, it was a, a real help to me to be able to question, can, can church be different than this? Yeah. Is it possible that maybe some of the things that we believe we're absolutely right on more right than any other Christian on earth might be wrong? Maybe. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and and that wasn't the only thing that he said he was wrong about in the book or anything. Um, but I, I just the humility of uh, somebody who was a televangelist who was once, you know, a hero to me to say I was wrong and, and to, to say it because he read the Bible. I was like, that's awesome. I'm going to read the Bible. Yeah, it was a pretty radical book. It is. He was in a really interesting he was in a rich, very interesting place at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And, um, and I appreciated that time. Mm. I did. Um, a friend of mine gave me a, a tape series of his, um, that was like six tapes long. <laughs> it's one talk. Yeah. One time. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. He's got a little long winded for there for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, it was his, it was, I think it was the, uh, a series that he, that, he was touring. Yeah, he did a tour, book. yeah. Yeah, and I, I just, I really appreciated him. I really appreciated his, you know, talking about Galatians and being in grace and and and, and love, and that was that was really good for me when I, when I left the school and started at the gate and was re-figuring, you know, figuring stuff out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when you showed up, I was, uh, I was a big Jim Baker fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a Jim Baker fan of the the Jim Baker that he was right around 1996 2001 that was that yeah. was the Jim Baker I knew yeah kind of post prison and so yeah when you showed up I'm like oh this guy's all about grace yep of course he is <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah so what uh, why do you interact with revolution what what attracts you to um, interacting with us to the extent that you do? I'm terrified of revolution. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I... uh, Is it morbid curiosity? It's... It's Jay. It's it's not... It's... I... Jay, I want to support you. Oh, thanks. I want to... I want to support you. I want to know the things that matter to you. And these are the things that matter to you. This is your art. 
and this is your creation. You remained a person that was important to me uh, through a couple of decades. As I was pastoring, I kept on pastoring. The gate was a good place for me to land. But unfortunately, as soon as I started pastoring again, I was now I was the guy protecting my congregation from the shit that was coming down. Right. And um, I, I mean, it was like resistance all the time. I was just constantly in resistance because we were trying to be a church of love and grace. Um, that's really what we tried to be. Why I would stay in that organization is a different story for another time, I think. Uh, it's pretty complicated, but anyone who's been in ministry probably has some idea. Yeah. <laughs> of how it's hard to leave sometimes. Yeah, especially big denominations. Yeah, yeah, or small ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just ones that help take care of you, you know. I mean, yeah, they can be a yeah. pain in the ass, but they can also be a huge, you know, security blanket as well. Yeah, yeah, and there was also a piece of me that really believed that things could change. Yeah. And... <laughs> that's that's one of the things I've actually picked up again. I've, I've begun to believe. I mean, I've already begun to see things change. I mean, the gate was making changes, and um, I mean, they were in resistance to a lot of stuff, and I was really proud of them at the time, and, and still am now. And and I know they're not the only ones. I know that a lot of the the stuff that goes down there um, isn't what everyone in the organization yeah. wants. And I know that there's a lot of people that just want to love people. I know there's a lot of people that just want to give grace. And uh, yeah, but anyway, I, I, I did stay in it and I, I was keeping an eye on you and uh, you were always either an encouragement or a thorn in my side. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> we, we started this. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, we could talk about that. If you ask, if you ask me about it, um, I'll just leave that there. Uh, but you were always around. Yeah. You were always around, either either because I was intentionally looking you up, which was usually when things were going absolutely to shit. Yeah, that's when I'd be like, "Oh, what's Jay saying right now?" It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, but uh, when things were going well for me, that's when other people would be bring Jay up. Be like, so uh, have you ever heard of this Jay guy? You know, he mm-hmm. does it this way. Like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I do it completely unorganized, but people think there's some sort of secret plan. <laughs> that is the yeah. secret. He did it this way by accident. Sure. Yeah, sure. The thing that came up is is uh my my partner and I started a, a ministry at the gate. It was a an an after school drop in program that just exploded with success immediately and our whole idea was we we just i mean quite simply the the building was just a block away from the lethbridge's only bus station or maybe they have two i don't know but uh we would i, I would see punk kids out there uh basically being told to leave yeah. from wherever they were yeah. just wherever they were you have to leave this spot yeah and i thought <laughs> we're one block away and it's the afternoon and nobody's here uh why don't we just invite them here so we did and first week there were 75 kids and they 
destroyed the bathroom. <laughs> and the pastor said, this building is a tool of ministry and it just got used real well this week. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we fixed the bathrooms and invited them back. We had 85 kids. Wow. Uh, I mean, and Lethbridge is small. Yeah, it was very small. All it took was an invitation. Just come here. We got a, a local band to play. I hardly knew what punk rock was, but I was like, well, punks are into not having labels. So <laughs> that means we can play any kind of music we want. I'm like, shoegaze, 75 punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, yeah, and like, I, I, we, didn't, we didn't want to preach to them. We didn't want to make a service out of it. This was not supposed to be a youth group. This was just, we believe that Jesus loves these guys and gals and folks. Let's just open the doors and invite them in. And so, yeah, we kind of got swamped. My partner and I are like, look at all these people we could love. And we just told them we love them. That's it. We said uh, the after school special. That's what we called it. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were real cool. We do this for free because we believe that Jesus loves you. And so do we, mm. that was, that was it. That was the, that everything you just heard. That was the fullness of the formal part of the event. Well, that's actually, yeah, it doesn't sound too bad actually. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, right around that time, um, the gate started, uh, preaching about how gay folks are in sin. And, uh, one person from the after school special, most of them never came to church. I mean, we, we ended up getting over 100 kids every week by the time it got really rolling. And most of them never came to church, but, but one person did. And they heard the preacher say that. And, and they were kind of upset about that, understandably. I mean, I was still not out. And I still thought that I was gay. Um, I'm, I just thought I was just a gay person that was married to a woman and figuring that out. But right. um yeah, so uh, she she came to me uh, one afternoon after coming to the, to the gate, hearing that. She said, Sean, I just want you to know that there's Christians out there who don't believe this. There's Christians out there who think that, that we can love gay people and that they can be who they are and love who they love. Have you ever heard of Jay Baker? <laughs> Back again. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. Are you serious? I love that guy. I'm like, I was just like, no, I knew, I knew, I knew because I was keeping an eye on yeah. you. But I mean, I didn't want other people to know and tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when uh it's like when when a punk rock band you're into, like an underground band goes mainstream and you're like, God damn it, like <laughs> the message so got like, out. Yes, I've heard of Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right. uh, she had been watching one. She had been watching One Punk Under God. So, yeah. So I did. I did watch it, and I was, I was, I was. Uh, I don't. It was glad to see your face again. Oh, thanks. Well, hey, Sean. We, we unfortunately we have to wrap this up pretty soon because we have another interview. But just real, real quick, with in just like uh, a minute or two, could you? Uh, just tell us, we always close with the question, you know, what, what, um, can we improve on? What can we do better? What can we do more of or less of, or what would you like to see, see from revolution as we keep growing? I have (laughs) no 
head fight. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I want, I want, I want the two of you to be you and just keep on being you. I mean, so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You're both, you're both people that read and think and consider and love and you're doing the right stuff. That's what you do. <laughs> That's yeah, just do it. <laughs> keep doing, keep doing that. I mean, the, the moment, the moment that I think that you aren't being loving folks, I feel like I'm close enough to you now to be like, Hey, how can we love better? Yeah, but, uh, definitely. But I mean, other, other than that, just keep on doing it. I see you both have been growing in that. Just keep doing that. So, yeah, we will try. And I'll keep trying to, I mean, I'm really trying to, try to be there. Well, you are. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to show up to the front door one day. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. Probably. As long as we can keep, keep being the thorn in your side. Yeah. No, Alex, you're not a thorn in my side. No, I know. It's, I uh, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, you're not a thorn in my side. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a just a, a needle in the side. It's just not quite as big as a thorn. <laughs> Here, this is what a thorn in the side is. You talked about scapegoating. I'm not. I'll, I'll make this thirty seconds. Okay. You talked about scapegoating. That that made me change. I I have been I have been owning that one, and in today or rather several months ago, yeah, <laughs> uh, way back in December of 2019, <laughs> way back then. Uh, you uh, you talked about um, oh I wrote it down. Um, don't let your boundary be hate. Yeah, like holy shit, man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's that just blew my mind. I mean, um, or fear that yeah. you didn't say that, but that's what I thought. I thought you know mm. what I I need like I I I want to make friends with those I was friends with before before I left. I want to find those friendships again when they want them, but I don't want my boundaries to, with them to be, uh, I'm scared of you. This is way more than 30 seconds. I was a preacher. Yes, you were. <laughs> Still are. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, you're right. I mean, we don't want to let the boundaries be fear or hate. I mean, that's just, we, yeah. you know, I'm afraid of you or I hate you, you know? Yeah. But, but if we love ourselves, yes. if we love ourselves, then our boundary becomes, no, this is my boundary because I love myself. Exactly. And I can still love you up until I'm no longer loving myself. Oh, that's that good. Is, that's really well put. That is love that. so fucking good. That's <laughs> well, amazing. That's good so, like, that's great stuff. I, yeah. Uh, sometime when we're chatting on the phone, I'm going to tell you how I, how I've already been doing that since way back then in December of 2019. <laughs> and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you both. Thank Not you. Merry Christmas. And we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, talk. we'll talk again. Yeah, well, thanks, we'll talk buddy. soon, for sure. All right, Sean. Love, love. Love you, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Caleb with Post-Christian Podcasting. If you're a fan of Revolution Church Podcast, you'll probably also like our brand new show, Loosen the Bible Belt. Here's a quick clip of co-hosts. Our own Jay Baker and comic Kristen Becker interviewing Derek Webb of renowned Christian music fame. Check it out. Can I get an amen? Amen! Amen! Religion, theology, 
every random person who believes anything, if the art they make is good, is amplified. And I actually don't have a, a specific problem with that anywhere else because any other genre of music isn't the soundtrack for a specific worldview the right. way Christianity is. Well, that's the thing, for sure, that where you guys... That's what bothers me. Where, yeah, where you guys were suddenly like spokesperson for a movement that that's went correct. way deeper than, you know, than just being musical artists. And that some of us had only started to really seriously study 18 months before. Right. Which means we were really not qualified to have that position or had that voice. God, a medical monopoly for all patients in pilots'